0: Packer Nation Monday, guys and dolls. It is yet another Monday. This is a special one. We got OTAs, organized team activities. This is voluntary stuff, but the offseason uh, rolls along and football returns. The team continues to take those steps in the right direction toward uh, becoming a full unit for, of 2022 Packers. Jump on in. Let me know who you are, where you're coming at me from. We'll do some Packer Nation roll calls. We get started today on this Monday The 23rd, Memorial Day coming up. Hope you all will have a good one as Randy jumps on. And uh, I do have a pinned comment with my uh, charity bike ride that I'm doing. If you want to contribute to that, I would really appreciate it. I've got fairly lofty goals and have not reached them. I've not done enough fundraising, but I do have the link now available. So hopefully that will help. I will probably pass that around come Memorial Day as well, because uh, that's when I'm going to be uh, thinking about my buddy John. Rest in peace. Miguel sent 200 stars. Thank you so much. Pinned to the top of the leaderboard from California. Good to have you. We got Jay. We got Patty having lunch. Hey, I'm not. Hey, I can't eat while I'm doing it. So you shouldn't be able to eat. No, absolutely. Enjoy your lunch and thanks for tuning in and taking the time. OTA is coming around. I really want to kind of be rational about what to expect. We've talked about in the past, there is to some extent a a pattern where you get guys that flash during these early portions of OTAs and then training camp rolls around. Listen, we're not going to be able to really draw any conclusions about these guys until the pads go on. And as training camp moves into the preseason is when the coaching staff is finally feeling like they've got enough information to really make decisions on these guys. Nonetheless,
1: I should say nevertheless, it's a good old Seinfeld reference for those who watch Seinfeld, um, you know, we're going to be
0: excited to see these kids and it is an important step in the right direction. So you're going to have in particular, you know, a couple of new shiny toys on that defense that really have Packer Nation excited. Um, it, you know, Quan and Devontae, I think, are guys that initially were, it was a little bit of a shock because you know that first round, two picks in the first round. Most of us were thinking one of these guys is going to be a receiver for sure. Didn't work out that way. The draft did not fall our direction. Uh, thanks to the Atlanta Falcons. And yet, the Packers, when all was said and done, I think had a fantastic draft, actually. Now, we are dependent right now, I think, to some extent, on Christian Watson. He has to eventually turn into a probably a solid number one wide receiver if we're really going to be satisfied. But, uh, Ted's with us at Long Lunch as well. Thank you so much, buddy. Alan says, Greetings from Oklahoma City. Sky's got green and gold forever, loving the Packers from Arkansas. Sky, we have Brian on here from Arkansas all the time. Brian, where you at, man? Probably on the road again, but uh, hopefully staying safe, everybody. Good to see everybody jumping on. And yeah, I mean, it's an exciting time. You know, we're going to finally, and, it, it, and it's good for, like, listen, we have talked, and it's really, I think, been a lot since my, uh, Matt LaFleur was hired, have talked about the locker room dynamic. You know, the, the waning years of the Mike McCarthy era didn't seem like the locker room was that good. And uh, not that any of, you know, we had bad players, but we, had, we did have a couple that were uh, sketchy, we'll say. I won't name any names. As Brian gets pinned to the top of the leaderboard with 500 stars, I get a penny apiece for those, and I don't do um, ad rolls. So if you would put in your 99 cents like Kevin here from Arkansas already, we got two or three on now. That's great. Ted's here as well, uh, but if you want to get the badge of the heart in it, just click the badge of the heart in it. Thus ends the uh, announcements and advertisements on my show. It's 99 cents a month, and you get the supporter only show on Thursday. Cheryl's here. So um, upstate New York is Ted right now looking forward to Packers ad bills this year. Yeah, I've got to figure out. I'm supposed to get, put in a request for my game to my buddy Garth. Who, by the way, just as an aside, I just said I don't do ads, but I'm going to throw in a pitch for his Instagram because I think some people might just want to do it and have fun with it. So, heck, it's not a paid endorsement. But the Black Swan Speakeasy, at the Black Swan Speakeasy, if you're interested in his hobby bar that is now becoming internationally famous and is just flat out a fun place to be, we sang the Bears still suck there once, if you saw that one before the Bears game. Uh, you may recall that's the Black Swan Speakeasy. I'm sure he'd love you jumping on, see his page grow. Uh, he's always letting people know what is going on down there, and it's just an interesting hobby. So, all right, Corey says Happy Monday. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, you know the the rookie orientation, or you know I've noticed. I thought early on they were calling it rookie orientation when the Lafleur came. They've gone back to rookie training camp or whatever. They're they're not using that terminology anymore. At any rate. The rookies have been together getting oriented to what they're, where they need to be. Now you're getting the cross-fertilization we talked about last Friday and the fact that this is important for the locker room dynamic, which is important for the success of the team. I think we've seen that more than in years past where the team dynamic really has helped get them through some difficulties. We've had three years in a row with offensive line woes. That being the injury situation. And we have had three years in which guys have, I think, overperformed. You've got guys that if you look at the pro football focus, grade, hey, a, It's not great. But if you consider the context and them getting thrown into it, rookies,
1: draftees that just come in and have to step in. This, this offensive line has really, in, in the midst of some really difficult times, has really performed. Thank you, Samuel, for the stars. I don't just like it. I love it.
0: Um, Brett says, yeah, I'm not going to name the names, but yeah, some of the shows are half ads. I really, and and thank you, Mike, for supporting. I really am doing this because of my own user experience and it can get pretty rough out there. I've counted, I think like seven minutes worth of commercials and we just achieved the stars party. Somebody must've given me some. Thank you, Miguel. That's pinned to the top of the leaderboard at 750." Oh boy, somebody might have, maybe it was just smaller donations than a lot of them. Andy hates the Chicago Bears and Mondays. Well, let's try and make it a little better for you, Andy. I mean, we got OTAs. We got Packer football. I mean, you could argue whether it's really football until they put the pads on. I know we're not going to get a huge amount of information, but like we were discussing now is a chance to build those relationships, relationships between the rookies and the coaches, the rookies and the veterans, uh, continued growth between the veterans. Um, some of these second-year players, you got your Eric Stokeses at the world that were really excited about Amari Rodgers. I frankly am excited about what Amari Rodgers could do in this offense this year, and it may take a little developmental time into the 2022 season, but we've gone through the schedule. We've got a schedule that to some extent is going to be a little difficult up front, more of those way games, but really lines up fairly well for the Green Bay Packers, especially in light of the fact that we're losing a home game uh, due to the Tottenham Hotspur game.
1: But that's against the Giants. That's a should win game. And this is a defense in particular that will not
0: necessarily need to rely on rookies right out of the gate. I am hopeful that we have a change at starting inside one of the starting inside linebackers, the one that we don't really have squared away yet. I'm hoping we have a change there, but Devontae Mays, you know, he's not going to have to get pressed into service as a starter right out of the gate. Now we're all hopeful he will shine and, and really splash in the preseason would be wonderful to see him tracking down with his motor, and his quick first step, him tracking down quarterbacks in the preseason would be really fun to watch. And we're going to see a lot of them, I'm sure, in the preseason. Andy is asking, which why, which rookie receiver is going to have
1: a better year, Dubs or Watson? And that's a great question. Um, I, I I think it's going to be Watson. I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring that Watson is
0: going to really – kind of take this bull by the horns, and we, somebody needs to. We've seen that in the past where, you know, there have been open doors. We had three wide receivers that had an open door to step into a number two role on this team for years, and it just never really happened. You got MVS. He was clearly the number two of the group, but you lost Jaymon Moore right away. EQ never was able to be really con- consistently productive.
1: Thank you, Alan, for your support. Brian as well. And uh, this year, you know, without Devontae
0: Adams, I've said all along, I think this team could conceivably be better without Devontae Adams offensively than, it, than it, it was with. And now that's a tall order for sure, but it's going to be definitely a team effort in terms of pass catching this year. And uh, there are some statistics to demonstrate that when you're playing the better teams, we've seen this. This is clear to anybody that knows anything about football when you watch the Green Bay Packers the last few years. When we get to the playoffs and the teams are good enough to take care of Devontae Adams, whatever resources they have to contribute to do it, if they can take him away, we have faltered. That has got to change. And now the way that it's going to have to change is by getting Sammy Watkins' coming on, and Aaron Rodgers and him having chemistry. They've already got chemistry with Cobb. He's got chemistry with Lazard. Those are the two guys you're probably going to lean on first, but Watkins is a veteran. He should be able to perform. And then guys like Christian Watson, I feel like should step in immediately. Now, I'm, not, I'm leaving special teams out of it um, in that answer to that question, um, but special teams are going to be important too for these guys, including Watson. I think it's more likely that Watson is the one that leans away from special teams and they lean into a little harder to get up to speed at the wide receiver position but I really think the coaching staff right now realistically is saying it is not I mean they understand the the tall order it is for a wide receiver to really contribute in their first year I think they will be focused very much on Amari Rogers to be honest to make sure his development is where it needs to be and I, I really think he's going to be the
1: one that you would expect to get those early reps. Hopefully, they can move him out of that punt return duty. And um, John says, Roger's going to be forced to spread the ball. That's good for our offense. Yeah, and I think we've, we've
0: kind of... it. When you lose a Devontae Adams, it's going to take a minute to settle into that notion. This team without Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Some of the plays that we've seen out of that combination are some of the most exciting, me the most exciting football plays I've ever seen. And frankly, it wasn't even only when Aaron Rodgers was throwing the ball. That Cleveland Browns game, the walk-off touchdown, I mean, This is something that Packer fans are going to miss, but we've talked for years about how does this team get over the hump? And I think having, maybe not having an absolutely a, a stud number one and real drop off two, three, four, five, however deep you go, but having one, two, and three, maybe a little more equal, but both performing above average, and, and they're all going to get reps now. Those are reps that are, they're going to get. I think that might be good for this team. And as was mentioned, Roger spreading the ball around is something we've seen as, you know, a playoff problem. It's been problematic, to be honest. If we're being honest, we're watching the games. This doesn't mean, you know, you don't love Aaron Rodgers. The guy has been playing at as high a level as he did since, I don't know, 2011, something like that. I mean, it's, it's outstanding what he's adding. It's going to be a big challenge to do that without Devontae Adams. But right now I think we need to lean on our coaching staff to make good decisions in terms of the balance between the run and the pass. I think we need to move back to more play action. I would like to see that play actions seems to ebb and flow a little bit.
1: And I think the fact that Amari Rogers really didn't come on, you know, in his rookie campaign had something to do with that. Thank you, Jeff, for the stars.
0: Um. But, you know, that's all speculation. Taylor says, I need to see Lazard have a big year stepping up huge for us. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the guy you got circled. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count Randall Cobb out of this mix either. Um, he looked good. I mean, he had. we know he's good for two touchdown games. Now, then he got hurt, and that was pretty much the end of his season. That's been the story of Randall Cobb. As much as we love him, as much as we got angry when the Packers let him go, that was a big part of the reason is. Uh, availability. Randall Cobb being available, I think could be a big boon for this offense. Then you got Amari Rogers stepping up, but absolutely. Alan Lazard, I think is the guy that, you know, going to be like, Hey buddy, this show, I mean, you're going to be the de facto right now. And this show might run through you from time to time. He has shown that he can perform in those circumstances, but the difference this year is going to be, he is not playing opposite Devontae Adams. What does he do when he's got the shaded safety? How does he perform then? How does Aaron Rodgers respond then? So, this team is going to have to come. It's going to have to be offensively a team effort in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. I don't know that that's a bad thing. It's a scary thing to not have Devontae Adams out there to me. I think it is to everybody, if we're honest. It's like, you know what? There's going to be that time and you're going to go, man, if we had Tay, we could have gotten it done. Well, that may very well happen. A lot is going to depend on the development of Amari Rodgers. Because, you know, Randall Cobb is not the, the, he's not the answer in that sense. He's a big boon. In fact, somebody just wrote a post on you know him being a coach on the field as well. Very important. He's got the chemistry with Rodgers. Lazard has that as well. But, again, these are guys whose ceilings are not as high. But then you add in Christian Watson in particular, big, tall receiver, Matt Lafleur called him, or was it Lafleur? It was Gutekunst. Gutekunst said he was big jointed, which I looked at him. I didn't see a huge difference um, between him and like MVS in terms of body type, but but big and fast. This is a guy that you can, you know, if, if you've got, even if he doesn't have the entirety of the route tree with all of its reads figured out, you can utilize him. And if he gets free, Aaron Rodgers puts the ball on him. What's your, your job is just to catch it and go. And it can happen sooner rather than later. I mean, the Packers, I don't think would be afraid to do very much like they did. It was, I don't know, three years now ago now with MVS right out of the gate against the Chicago Bears. And they just sent him on a nine and Rodgers sent the ball and you just beat the guy. And I think he dropped that one. uh, And, or, and I I don't, can't remember. In my mind, I can't see the end of the play. So I'm not going to blame either one of them. What I, but, and that's beside the point anyway. The point is, if you got a guy like that, you can utilize them more early than often. The, the, the reading side of things, that's, take, that's what takes time. But if you've got a guy that's on the perimeter and you're going to just at least peel off a safety, you let that guy just take off, dude. Just take off. Teach him a little bit uh, you know, off the line of scrimmage, how to avoid you know, getting hands on him. And then just beat a guy. And if you beat a guy, Rodgers is going to have the opportunity to throw to him. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that we don't see this guy kind of splash. Um, and so that's part of my answer. I feel like he's the one that is, is the most fit with our system. He is the most prototypical of all these wide receivers, all three that we brought in. I think Packer wide
1: receiver, if I was going to say that. And um, Andy says, those Georgia fellows better step it up on defense too.
0: Yeah, I know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch, I think. And those guys coming from the program that they come from, look at how Eric Stokes stepped up. You never know what Devontae Adams is going to be when he's going to be pressed in service. It could be sooner rather than later. And uh, I love the way, you know, you well, think back to pre-draft and we're talking about, wow, You know, yeah, we offloaded Tay, but we were able to keep the defense together because of that. Defense is pretty well put together right now. We saw what they were able to do in that
1: divisional round game. And then you draft, with your first two picks in the first round, two more defensive players.
0: One, the big guy up front, this is what the Packers get right, is that this game, cliche as it may sound, cliches are there for a reason, it's one in the trenches. And we have been keeping the offensive line, Deep. And it's been necessary.
1: We've been keeping the defensive line has needed some depth, but we've, we've added that from time to time. But now through the draft. You've added not only that, but a second level guy that I think is going to start early. Hi to Alec out there. Hi to Andy. He says, Adam's going to love finishing in third place out there in the division. Oh, I
0: just, I got a real good friend, Donald. Shout out to Donald. He's a great dude. And uh, he's, uh, I don't know, assistant brewmaster, I think, at uh, one of the places, Wataga downtown. I just was walking. I caught him on the street, loading up their truck. Die Hard Raiders fan. And so we were, obviously, he knows what I do. So we were talking about the trade, you know, Um and then his buddy gave him yeah, the, you know gave, had, to, had to give him a little ribbing, and it's like, yeah, they'll still lose anyway. <laughs> I won't say how Donald responded to that to both of us. <laughs> it was not a family-friendly response, uh, but real good guy. And I'm excited for that I mean, I, if I was a Raiders fan, I, I'm, I'm excited for this year. You know you're a playoff team, you've struggled for a long time. You did really better once you got rid of Gruden. I think Mayock's gone too now after the Clellan Farrell experiment, which has not worked out too well, but they might be better now. I mean, they're going to have a devastating uh, edge rushing duo. Pamela says, our special team needs help. Yeah, I think think we've gotten it. I mean, it remains to be seen. So your question is very valid. Um, But what I like is that we have not, rested in our laurels by any stretch of the imagination so you got into Satya which fantastic I think the Packers learned their lesson they're like if you want the guy get the guy it will be a disaster if you just keep promoting from within and you not you don't have a guy who knows what they're doing so they're not teaching the guys below them any more than they can the level that they can get to themselves go get the guy who knows what he's doing this guy has head coaching experience now we've seen the value in that it's going to be different now. See, this was one of my concerns is how much time does Matt Lafleur have to contribute to the special teams? Well, now with Basaca in place, that becomes a little bit easier. But yeah, we've still got to get out on the field. We still, I think, need a punt returner. I don't think Rodgers is the answer there, and I'd rather just him focus on the, the offense anyway. Ryan asks a good question. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, how much confidence do you have in Crosby going into the season? Well, we brought in Coco,
1: um, and I think it's a great question. I am
0: positive about Mason Crosby having a bounce-back year for several reasons. Uh, One, he's done it before. This isn't the first time he's come off an off year, had questions asked, people ready to offload him, and he responded in a big way. Um, I think a lot of the troubles we had with the field goal unit last year had to do with this long snap and hold the Packers have done everything you could ask them to do to, to, to justify that problem to, or not justify. Well, it depends on how, what understanding of justify, but to fix that problem. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, with his motivation um, you know, two kickers coming into camp, they got rid of Molson this last week. Um, he has, he's going to have competition. He understands that he's a veteran. Uh, the biggest concern I have, frankly, with Mason Crosby, I mean, obviously there's a concern that we're going to see that same kind of field goal unit. The protection was bad too. I mean, that, that whole unit was bad. So starting from the top with Basaccia, they have done whatever they can to fix the problem. And I expect it to be fairly well fixed with Mason Crosby coming in if those guys, unless there's some trouble gelling and it may take a little time, but I'm expecting you know with Pat O'Donnell holding and a potential long snapper solution in place we don't know just yet, that Mason Crosby and the field goal unit will be fine. I'm concerned about him kicking off right now i I think that can be a detriment. I think some of the special team's focus should be on those kick coverage units. We had breakdowns in the past, and then you've got Mason, who just did not seem to be able to get the ball, the ball to the end zone from time to time. Um, so I am a little concerned about that. But again, I, you know, they've done things to try to make sure that the coverage unit is better as well. This is a whole special teams problem we had last year. It's got to be a whole special team solution. So from the top down, they made some changes. They brought in some people. Oh, Christ- Christian gets... PTSD just thinking about special teams. I think we're going to be all right. I'm going I'm I'm to put a calming word in that, uh, you know, you could see from tra- – I was at training camp last year, and you could really tell that while it was relatively well organized, that the special teams just wasn't quite there. And then you saw it carry into the preseason and in, in the season, and none of it changed. I would be hard-pressed, even though I was wrong about this last year, because I really didn't think the special teams was going to be able to hurt us quite that bad in the playoffs either. But I would be hard-pressed to think they're going to get any worse. So if they can even be middle of the pack, I think that helps Green Bay out. But I'm expecting them to take a big jump. I'm expecting them to be really, really shine. They're, they're, this is a team that's going to take pride in that. You bring in a bunch of rookies, right? So we got, you know, would we choose 11 players when all was said and done? And special teams for those guys is going to be their lifeblood to stay in the NFL, to have staying power on the Green Bay Packers. They're going to need to play special teams, lights out special teams. So I think we're going to see, and and we now know that the Packers, if necessary, will play veterans on special teams, which is something I hope we're able to lean
1: away from. I really am. I really do hope that. Uh, But we know if they need to, they're going to do that. Davey's watching from Indiana. Good to have you on. This guy says a
0: real question is who's going to replace Crosby. I assume that's a Crosby comment. Yeah, I mean, they've got the guy that's going to replace him if, if he doesn't perform um, or if he just gets outperformed. So, you know, there is a point at which uh, legs get old like everything else, and Mason Crosby's strength, you know, right was and still to some extent is in field goal anyway, was the strength of his leg kicking through the weather at Lambeau Field. Um, we're seeing <clears throat> to some extent that waning don't know, you know, I mean, if you get, you get a timeout called now and you got to kick back to back 50 yarders in a playoff game, uh, it may very well be the younger leg that
1: now, um, uh, the kid they brought in is not going to have the experience. So I, th- again, I think it's Mason Crosby. Jim says a couple pretty good soccer teams coming to Lambo, recruit a kicker.
0: Yeah. My boy is going to be at that game. My little soccer player, my soccer star, who uh had to play the playoff, who had to watch the playoff game got came out of halftime on a cart and has a walking boot from what I hear now and blew up his ankle. And then they lost, like then they lost like 0 to 3. So, um that was in the playoffs, uh, but I guess it was double el- it wasn't single elimination, so they're maybe still in it. They had a game Saturday that I don't know what the result was. Andy says, wasn't Randall Cobb a returner when he came to the league? Hint, hint, Amari Rodgers. Yeah, he was, and uh, he made a spot. I mean, I think that was his first, wasn't that his first return or something at Lambeau Field was against the Saints for a touchdown when John Kuhn, he spun around and almost went down, and John Kuhn basically stood him up, and he went for a touchdown. I want to say that was like the first kick that he returned as a
1: Packer. Somebody'll Somebody will let me know if I'm right about that. It's Monday. I don't know how well my brain is working. Alan says,
0: yes, it was. I Thank you, Alan. I believe that was the case. And that was one of the most exciting plays. Holy! Sp- and R- Randall Cobb has been responsible for a lot of exciting plays, too. We were talking about Devontae Adams. We better throw in Randall. I hope he can play both games against the Bears, for sure. Because that game with Khalil Mack falling down, trying to get him at the end of that game... Oh, the Bears still suck. It's a good world. There's, it's a good world. They might have, they've got, I think, pro football focus has them winning the second least number of games via their system. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, you get to play the Detroit Lions twice and you get to play the Minnesota Vikings twice. Now, the Minnesota Vikings in the past have been good under Zimmer. I think the injection of a new coaching staff might be a little bit of a boost, but I think it's going to take a little time. Not super scared of the Vikings, but a little bit, because
1: we got to open the season at U.S. Bank. And they've got Darius Smith. And he says, Randall Cobb, Pride of Kentucky, U- Al- and Alcoa, Tennessee. Just down the road from here. Literally an hour and a half. But I don't think he has a – I don't know if he
0: has a house there or not. If he did, I would stalk him. <laughs> Probably. Sky says there's always hope in the world as long as the Bears still suck. And that is the case. So uh, today we'll kind of, I will be uh, kind of trolling the Twitter sphere, and which I don't enjoy, but I'm going to have to do it. See if we get any information. See if we can find anything out. The nice thing is we'll probably start seeing some interviews, locker room interviews again, which are back. It's great to see those. We had one round of those already uh, during the rookie mini camp. I think is what they're calling it. And uh, hopefully some more pressers. So I'll take a look at that. We'll start seeing how this team comes together. We won't draw too many conclusions, but there's nothing wrong as fans with getting excited about the good stuff we see and talking about the bad. We know from last year, there's carryover bad that needs to get fixed, as was mentioned earlier. That's exactly what we're going to be looking for. And it starts right now. So we will be talking about that all week. In the meantime, I hope your Monday goes well. I hope you have a
1: good one. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. Same pack time, same pack place. Go Pack.